everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 101 series. This one is called Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow. I am Matt Lehman, the owner of Finder's Thrift and Vinyl in La Quinta, California, where all of our episodes are recorded and warehoused. So, everybody always talks about all the great things that they find in storage units and the big sells and the big money ticket items, but what do you do with all the little stuff that isn't so glamorous? For example, broken appliances or electronics, uh, busted furniture, anything like that, frames, uh, picture frames that are broken, stuff like that. You part them out and you sell them for money. Yes, you. everything is partable. For example, the reason this one came up is uh, if you listen to the show, you know that I found all of those G.I. Joe action figures. Um, and they were worth quite a bit of money, but however, one of them that was most valuable had a broken arm. Uh, it was a first series from 1981, straight arm, nerd, 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 nerd. But G.I. Joe figures can be taken apart. There's a screw in the back. They come completely apart so you can change out their O-rings and you can change out their arms. So I went online to see if I could find that arm. The arm for that guy alone, the arm, just the arm was over $25. So that tells you right there, all right, people are doing this and people need stuff. If they find a vintage receiver that is missing a knob, they're going to go online, usually on eBay, and see if they can find that knob. So here are some things that I part out and things that you can do and maybe some things that will uh, help help you sell the little things in the future. Number one, and everybody, if, you, if you're online and you read anything, people talk about remotes. Um, I have a huge box for remotes. And yes, remote, remote controls can be worth a lot of money, but they're few and far between. Most of them are not worth your time or effort to uh, sell them. But if you are selling remotes, uh, the easiest way to, to test them, because that's one of the big things, is make sure you test them before you sell them, is you can use your front-facing smartphone and push all of the buttons on the remote, and you'll see the red light flash. That's the infrared button. Uh, that, that sends the signal to the TV. So if you press a button and you see the red light, that means that button is working. So you could sell that. So if you get a remote control that doesn't work and it's an expensive remote for a vintage or a receiver or TV or whatever it is, don't just throw it away because the remote doesn't work. You can also sell the back, the battery cover on the back. Those things are always lost or, or the clip breaks on them. They're worth a couple bucks here and there. So it's it's well worth your time or effort, especially because it's really easy to do. Um, receivers, if you're handy with the screwdriver, most knobs will just pop right off, so you can take the knobs off and sell them off. Make sure you got the right number on the receivers. You can also, if you take the cover off or the back off, that back is worth money. The feet on them are worth money, and they're very easy to take off. Those are usually screwed without having to take the whole receiver apart. You can take off the connectors on the back, um, and then even on the inside of them, the circuitry board, I, I hold on to those because I have a lot of, in this area, assemblage or assemblage artists. Um, they're basically people that take a bunch of junk and they glue it all together and make really cool things out of it. So, and a lot of steampunk artists, if they have the capacitor boards or the motherboards or any uh, transformers in there, they will take those and use those as parts on their on their uh, art. So you're probably listening going, yeah, that's a lot of fun to take off a knob for a couple of bucks here and there. I was like, but you really have to understand the value and the market for these. For example, a Marantz receiver knob. Now this is just any any Marantz receiver. They're going to vary in price depending on which, which model number it is. But a, a Marantz receiver knob from the 70s is worth at least $20. You can sell those all day long for $15 to $20, and if there's nobody else selling them, you can put a premium on them, and they will sell, and I know that because I've had to buy them myself when I find a receiver and I want to sell it. I can't sell a receiver if it's missing a knob, so I have to go on and pay for the knob. 20 bucks per knob. Do the math on that. 
there are at least six knobs on on the baseline Morant's receiver. Not to mention the feet, which are also worth about ten bucks a piece. And then if you start parting out the back of it, which are the stereo connectors and all that, all of that stuff adds up as well. You can even break apart a Morant's or a vintage receiver and start selling off everything else in it if you know how to use a soldering iron and can take things out or if you know that they work. Cabinet hardware, let's say you've got a broken piece of furniture, save all the knobs and the pulls and the feet. Uh, those are usually worth pretty good money. Or if you rehab furniture, you can use those again in the future, especially if they're vintage. I always save furniture legs, especially couches, because you never know when you're going to find a couch that is missing a foot. And, and I know that sounds funny to say that, but that happens more often than not, because most of the time when you try to take a couch out of a house, you have to take the feet off of it to get through the door. And invariably, when they move couches to storage units, somewhere along the lines, one of the legs gets lost. So all of a sudden, bam, I've got a set of four legs in case I find a couch that's missing a foot, or I might even have the same foot of that couch. Same thing, if people are building furniture, they need legs. They would need, if they're building shelving units or uh, coffee tables, they'll need legs or feet. So if you happen to have them, they're willing to buy them, especially if you have the ones that you want. The, the really nice ones are the old uh, 50s, 60s hairpin legs. They're metal that are just shaped like a V, and then they have uh, screw holes at the top, and you screw those into the bottom of a wood cabinet or what have you. People uh, love those. Those things are Usually about, depending on the size, 15 to 20 bucks a piece. So if you have those, uh, definitely worth saving. Frames, like uh, picture frames, if they're beat up or the frame is junky, save the glass. People are always looking for new glass on that. I always save, I very rarely sell glass tables, but I will save the glass from the table. Same thing with the tempered glass shelves. That stuff is very expensive. And if you break one of those shelves, instead of having to go someone, go to someone and fabricate you one, which will cost you a, a fortune, those shelves, I sell those in the shop all the time. Any glass that I can save, I salvage because I know somebody's going to look for it. Broken lamps, you can save the shades, uh, you can save the connectors on the shades, the finials, the little screws, those are always good. Um, and I also, one of the things I do and have in my garage are boxes, usually they're priority, medium, flat rate, and I fill those with certain things, and once they get full... I, I put them online and sell them. And the things that I have are like buttons. So if I have clothing that's kind of torn or whatever, I know this sounds silly just to cut the buttons off. You'd be surprised at how much a Ziploc bag of buttons will go for on eBay or I can sell them in the shop. I also have my junk drawers, um, priority junk boxes. That's like little knickknacks. Like if you find tokens or little things that I know are just going to get stolen in my shop, sometimes I'll put pocket knives in there or action figures. I actually have one that is specifically for action figures. Like if it's not Star Wars or G.I. Joe, it's just some off-brand little green army action figure. I'll throw that in that box. And then once that's done, that's my quote-unquote boys box. I know this is probably politically incorrect, but that's my boys box. And then I'll have one that's got Barbies and uh, My Little Pony and stuff like that. And that's my girls box. And once that's full, I put it online. Boom. It sells quickly. I also have a medium flat rate box of watches. Always, whenever I find watches, they don't work or they need batteries, and I'm not going to spend $3 on a battery to sell it for 5 I will just fill an entire box with watches as long as it's not uh, Rolexes or Elgins or gold watches or something big brand like that. If it's just a generic watch, I will fill a box, priority box, with watches once it's full, put it online, and sell it for whatever it goes for. People want those all the time because there's a lot of people that sell just watches, and I'm totally fine with letting them get a great deal on them as long as I'm getting my 
$2 a watch. So that's another great item for boxes. Um, sometimes you can also get, you can save, uh, if, you ha if you have furniture and it's not in the best of shape, but if it's like a leather couch and you're missing a cushion or something, I will usually save the leather. Um, sometimes I will actually even save the filling, depending on what can, kind of condition it is, because every once in a while I'll rehab furniture or make something and I need the filling or the cushions or I need the foam. Uh, the foam is the easiest because that's usually like if I'm making a bench, I just can flap, you can just uh, cover it with fabric, staple on the bottom, and boom, it's done. And remember that almost anything can be made into a planter or an herb box. Uh, Absolutely anything can be made into a planter or herb box. It is worth repeating. I see people sell succulents in old spice tins with magnets on the back of them. So they put them on the refrigerator and you have succulents or herbs. You can make uh, an herb box out of... I'm trying to look around my office and see what would make a good herb box. Any kind of box. And if it's wood, you can line it with plastic so it's waterproof. I turned an old aluminum pontoon into, I split it in half and turned it into two planters, and it looks really cool. It's shelved. And that's just one thing. You could turn coffee cups, you could turn old glassware, anything into herbs, and then just put, you can go to the store and get a, a basil plant and just keep splitting that same basil plant over and over again and reselling it over and over and over again. Or you can get any kind of plant and just keep splitting it and just put it in a new box, sell it for five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is where you go. Figures, action figures, I said a little bit about that. You can split those. And same thing with like guns and parts. If you don't necessarily know what the guns are, the accessories, just put them in a box or a bag. If you've been in the shop, you know that I sell Ziploc bags of like things. Like I have silverware and silverware. This is coming into what I call silverware season. Everybody is always looking for extra silverware for Thanksgiving, Christmas, when family's in town. They, they don't necessarily care what it looks like as long as it's decent and and worthy of putting on their table so i sell a ziploc bag of of silverware for 10 bucks depending on how much is in it i always save keys i have a big five gallon wood barrel at the shop full of keys and people will go through it and buy keys all the time not just skeleton keys but old house keys car keys anything is, is in there and people I, I was surprised because i put it out and wasn't really expecting it to sell i just did it because i just thought it was kind of cool to have four thousand keys in a, in a wooden jar or, or a wooden barrel <laughs> at least once a week someone's like can i go through that i'm like yeah sure they sit on the floor and they spread out four thousand keys and dig through them and end up walking out with a handful of keys i'm like whatever and i assume they're artists are doing something with them i'm not i'm not exactly sure but Paintings that are really bad, especially if you get like old 70s paintings, not that I'm judging paintings, but artists will reuse canvases. All they have to do is just so the top of them a couple times and then they have a whole new canvas and canvases are expensive. So that's always good. Or if you really want to help them out, because uh, I find out here, nobody out here likes to do the work. They want it done for them. If they see a piece of furniture and it's missing a leg or needs to be re-glued or something like that, it won't sell. But if I take five minutes and re-glue it and get it all cleaned up, polish it up, they will do it. So canvases, all you have to do is go buy a gallon of gesso and they will and, and give it a couple coats and you can sell it as a canvas or a used canvas. Tools is a good option. So tools, you can take, let's say you get a circular saw, but it doesn't work. Take the blade off of it. Blades for circular saws are expensive. You could take, uh, I, I always sell small hand tools in priority boxes they sell very well like pliers and screwdrivers and 
ratchets or sockets or whatever you have. It's just not worth it for me to put them in the shop because what am I going to sell them for a dollar a piece or 50 cents a piece or whatever. But if I put them in a priority box, they sell pretty quickly online. You could take and going back to the uh, artist assemblage art, old clocks uh, are always a good one. Not, not necessarily battery operated, but battery have some guts and gears in them, but gears and guts from, uh, from for anything that would be look steampunky feathers or anything that somebody could use for art will sell and i and actually taking a clock apart is very entertaining so at least for me it's therapeutic breaking something apart so two for one on that one you get therapy and money out of it broken jewelry is always a good one for me that's one of the easiest selling things in the shop uh, i start a bag a ziploc bag of broken jewelry at about 25 bucks and i just keep filling it up and filling it up until somebody buys it and then i start another one what goes in that bag are one-off earrings uh broken necklaces brooches that have no backs or that are missing some stones i have a lot of artists that like to make their own jewelry so they take things apart and that is just a, a great selling item for me as well as if the uh, jewelry's been sitting in the shop for a long time, like in the dollar bin, I'll just take it all and put it in one bag and sell it as a lot. That is a, a, a really, really easy sell for me. I was I was kind of surprised, but not really surprised, because again, I have a lot of artists that like to pull things apart and do their own thing with stuff. So uh, the, the uh, junk drawer boxes... Those have been real hit or miss for me. Like I, it, and fortunately, I don't have much into them because again, it's just knickknacks that I find that I just can't put in the shop because it's so small. It's going to get someone's going to walk away with it, or it's not something that has a whole lot of value. But as a box, when you fill a box with all of this crap, there are people that specifically just want to sell smalls, and this is right up their alley. If they can pick up a box for thirty bucks and flip it for fifty or sixty. That's what they do. I, I like doing those, like I said, but they're real hit or miss. I haven't quite figured out the pricing on those and and how to how to make them work. I've it, it, plus auctions on eBay for for my opinion are dead. So you have to have it as a set price as opposed to an auction. Almost all toys can be parted out if you know what it is, because uh, everything that is broken or uh, kids break things. So if they if they break. Or they or go missing. So if your if your X wing is broken and, and someone knows how to repair it, all they need is another X wing wing. You can go online and buy an X wing wing. You can buy a GI Joe tank part, uh, new battery pack, all that stuff. So I don't. I try not to throw anything away until I've completely gone through it. You can also salvage stuff if you want. Um, I tried doing this, and I think uh, I'll talk to Dewey about it. He does this, and he apparently knows more about it than I do, but he scraps wire and uh, any anything that's, that's recyclable. I, I started scrapping wire for a while, but I think they saw me coming from a mile away at the scrapyard, and I don't know what they're talking about, so they give me the lowest rate, even though it's not, because... When you clip wires, if you leave the plugs on them, it's it's a lesser value than if it's just the wire and blah, blah, blah. But he said you can leave all that crap on there, and they still pay for it, and they pay pretty good money. Now, I, I haven't had any luck on that, but um, that is another avenue to go. So you've got salvage on anything, aluminum, copper, brass, any kind of metal. Metal doesn't bring a whole lot, but... Again, you could scrap out refrigerator and all that stuff, and if you want the time to take out the copper in the back, go for it. There's always money to be made. It's just a matter of how much work you're willing to do. And that's the name of the game. Some of this stuff I don't do because it's not worth my time um, because I've got more important things to deal with. But you never know. I mean, if, if that's your thing and you like doing that, for all, by all means, go for it. There, there's money to be made there. 
So this is one of my favorite things to look for at thrift stores or garage sales when I'm out, which is rare, but or even in storage units. Um, and I'm a little leery to give it out because people always look past this and they just walk right by it and don't even notice it. But one of my favorite things, and I mentioned it earlier, is silverware. Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but there is really, really good money in silverware if you know what you're doing. Whenever I find silverware in, in a unit, I'm always... I'm always looking to see who's a maker on it because it's usually, not usually, but it can be very valuable. Like if it's just the generic uh, stamped out silverware, it's not particularly interesting. But if you find mid-century modern furniture or mid-century modern silverware that is wood handled like Danish or even uh, like the old plastic handled camping silverware, that stuff is so much money. And people are always looking for it because if you buy a set but you don't have enough of it or you lose a couple pieces while you're camping, you want to fill it back up. Where do you go? You go on eBay or online to look for them. And there's such easy sells. You just put them online. And uh, I'm teaching my fiance how to sell on eBay. And the first thing I gave her was four lots of silverware because I wanted to, you know, motivate her. And she looked at me like, no, I was an idiot. Like, what are you, why are you giving me this crappy old silver? I was like, just put it online. And she sold two of them immediately within within a couple of days, I think. And it was, one of them was for 65 bucks and one of them was for like 50 or 80 bucks, something like that. So she just looked at me like, I, I don't understand that. I was like, I told you silverware is a great seller. Uh, I always, that's usually one of the first things, not not the first things it's after, after my first round of running through a garage sale, if, if I go to them, which is rare, I always, always go in the kitchen and look for silverware or any kind of old appliances and stuff like that. Uh, People, people don't realize that there's money in that. So that is a tip for you if you're out there garage selling. Always look at the silverware. I try to stay away from plates because they're too hard to ship, but there's good money in those as well if you're interested in, in shipping them or you can ship them. Uh, coffee cups, uh, tiki mugs, stuff like that. Those are all fairly easy sells, but silverware, silverware is one of my babies, baby. So as always, there are... Money, there is money in everything. If you if you know what you're doing, you have the time, and you take the time to think about it and break it apart, literally. You never know where the money's going to come from, but always, always look. Uh, oh, shoot, one I almost forgot is, like, uh, jewelry boxes or watch boxes. Like, if you find an old uh, box for a watch, even though you don't have the watch, those boxes are money. The jewelry boxes are money, just the, the felt line jewelry cases people want those because maybe they bought the watch used and they want the box to go in and i had a rolex box and it sold for a couple hundred bucks i um, didn't have the rolex but i had the rolex box and that was a couple hundred bucks so all of that stuff is good good money so always keep an eye out for all the little things out there the things that people are walking past and don't even realize they that they're walking past money look for them find them pick them up and resell them Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. If you have questions or if you, there are other things out there that I completely forgot to mention, throw me a line at finderslq at gmail.com. You can hit me on Instagram, finders underscore thrift or finders underscore vinyl. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Good luck out there and happy hunting. Happy hunting.